The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. It's lunch on day three of the World Test Championship final. And India, in reply to Australia's first innings of 4.69, a six for 260. It's been a brilliant test match so far. I'm thrilled to be joined by Shabul Khoury, the co-host of the Crick Blog podcast, also a curator of Crick Blog. Shabul, you and I did quite a few shows together for Cricket Daily, but, but welcome to Cricket yes. Unfiltered, stepping in for Paul. Uh, thanks, Menas. Bit of a downgrade maybe from Paul, but no, I appreciate, um, appreciate you having me on. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, it's great to have you. Um, so, um, I mean, let's let's pick it up where Paul and I left off. We recorded at lunch yesterday, and then I thought Australia, um, you know, the lower order was a really nice little forty-eight from Alex Carey yeah. that just got the score up to four sixty-nine. You know, I think they would have been disappointed um, to get any less than that, given the start that Head and Smith gave them. Uh, so, nice stuff from Carey with his forty-eight. What did you think of it? He was looking so good, and then that reverse sweep came out. Man, I was like, <laughs> not, not again, why? Because that the ball before was exactly the same and he pumped it down the ground for six and then he went for that reverse um the next ball i'm like why you know you're playing so well straight and yeah i think i think i read it was like the five of his last seven dismissals have been off the reverse but <laughs> so you know it could have been more but look 469 i think on that wicket that that for me it's still not flat that that's that's a big score um thanks to smith smith and uh head in particular but yeah, I thought we were in a great position and a great position yesterday, but uh, a bit disappointed after this first session today where I'm trying to think back to what happened yesterday. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> they've, been very, very, they've been very, very patchy. But just, just before yeah. we move on to the um, – yeah, Australia's tail, you know, Stark, Cummins, Lyon bowling, they didn't contribute yeah. much. But I thought India's bowling was patchy. So I actually thought yeah. at times – Siraj especially looked pretty hostile and dangerous. But, you know, if I'm looking at their bowling, I think Jadeja was actually probably the most consistent bowler. Like, what did you think of the Indian attack's performance? Obviously a little bit down. Patchy for sure. And I think when, when we talk about the IPL finishing, what, 10 days before, we, you know, we talk about the batsmen adjusting, but it's also the bowlers because these guys are bowling, you know, a different ball every ball in T20 cricket. You know, there's no, um, you know, the, it's test cricket's so different that you've got to hit the spot regularly, time, ball after ball, and you can see India really struggled with that. In the IPL, you're training for two months, bowl a slower ball bouncer, then a Yorker, then a wide York, and you've got to bowl a different ball every ball, otherwise you're going to get smashed. So I felt they really struggled with their consistency, and um, and that's why Australia sort of pounced, and Travis Head was able to get away really quickly, and Smith just, just sort of sat on the bowlers and took it from there. So... Yeah, I think you'll be a bit disappointed. I think they they really miss Boomer, of course. Uh, Boomer, yes, his absolutely. Class. Um, no doubt about that. But yeah, where were you on the selection? Paul was saying he thought yeah, Unadcat should have played. I thought Unadcat would play too if they were going to play a four man attack just for that left arm angle. 
Mm. But but first and foremost, I thought given given the pitch conditions and the dry weather in law and sorry in London recently, you might have got Ashwin in that side. But yeah, I think just all yeah, in all as a unit, they could have been a bit better. India not yeah. to have Ashwin in there. Very strange mm. not to have Ashwin there. Given the way so. the pitch is playing, um, I think they've I think misread that one. They're scarred from two years ago. They played Ashwin and Jadeja, but the conditions were so different against New Zealand yes. in that final. So, yeah, the sort of yeah, so I then, think they've missed the trick in this one. Mm, so, Australia 469, very good score. They come out yeah. um, to bowl and, well, immediately um, Rohit Chant, well, not immediately, he's out for 15, uh, LBW off Pat Cummins, and the first wicket falls at 30. And then very quickly after that, Shubman Gill bowled, an absolute peach from Scott Boland, and uh, that he left that one and it cannoned into the stumps. And what did you think of Australia's sort of new ball bowling and the way India handled it? Yeah, it was a bit shaky the first couple of overs, but I, I was in support of the decision to sort of take Stark off after an expensive couple and give Boland a, a shot with the hard mm. new ball. And I was looking forward to seeing him the most on that sort of pitch where it's just doing a little bit and he hits the spot all the time. So uh, we were in a terrific position. Um, after the, those opening bursts from, you know, Cummins and Boland and then uh, Stark came back. So I thought we bowled really well yesterday, particularly in the early stages. And you saw the difference between the Aussie attack and the India attack in terms of the consistency and asking regular questions. So I hope the boys can get back to that in the second session here. Yeah, Cameron Green was very good getting out Cheteswa Pujara for 14. Yeah. And at that stage yeah. when India were three for 50 um, and then Stark, um, a ripper to get Coley. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of Indian media today carrying on like that was the ball of the century that got Coley. You know, I don't think it was the ball of the century. It was a good ball, but um, it, it lifted a bit. But, uh, you know, at that stage, India four for 71. And, you know, you're thinking yep. there Australia can really take control. But, you know, what a story. Jinky Rahane um, dropped, recalled after some fine form in the IPL. And, you know, 89 not out now. He's lifted India from that perilous position of four for 71 to six for 260. He's got some good support, but he's also, he's had a little bit of luck. So early on in his innings, he was out yeah. LBW off Cummins. And Cummins overstepped. And then today, Cummins has done it again to Shadul Thakur. Now, Cummins is having a shocker. People say I'm too harsh on Cummins' captaincy. That's two wickets off no balls. I think Lyon hasn't bowled enough. This has been yep. a very, very poor performance from Pat Cummins' as skipper. There's been questionable decisions, man. I, I thought the, the Nathan Lyon thing... He, he, wasn't using him and I, I was wondering why it's sort of the the situation earlier on in the session required a bit of a, a change of pace something a bit different maybe try get Shadul Tucker to do something a bit different and then you always have a fast bowler on the other end anyway but you see what Nathan Lyon can get he got the wicked you know very early in his spell last night the big one Got Jadeja, you know, that was a nice little yeah, partnership from exactly Jadeja and Rahane. And then he comes in second over, gets a wicket. And we had, we didn't see him at all in that first hour. Yeah, today. it was strange. It was strange. And yeah, but I thought, yeah, the, the maybe as well, I think having a deep point to tackle makes no sense to me. Uh, um, you know, he's, he's been, he's been squaring up right throughout his innings, as, as well as he's played and the fight that he's shown, he's squared up a lot. So you want to have at least two fielders in that gully point region for that edge. I know Cameron Green dropped one, but if you get the ball in and around off stump, that's the problem as well with Australia in this session. They bowled both sides of the wicket and they weren't patient enough. But you get the ball in and around off stump in the channel, 
Shuttle Takur has been squaring up, and you can get those fielders in and around that point region, but he's only had that one fielder then given easy singles away. So, yeah, I hope we can just get our good. act together quickly, yeah, in the second session, because, yeah, you don't want you don't want this to go on too much longer. No, it's, it's been very ragged stuff from Australia. Now, but early, well, early on they got the wicket, um, you know, what was it, second ball of the day? Second ball, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barrett bowled by Boland, his second wicket. He's bowled very, very well. And, you know, at that stage when the score, even after a little mini fight back uh, from Jadeja and um, Rahane, the score was six for 152. And I, I tweeted out that I thought Australia were on track to enforce the follow-on. But then things have unraveled very quickly. Of course you tweeted that, Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. Um, so, uh, so Rahane survived an LBW on 53. Um, yeah. After that, he brought up 5,000 test runs, and then he was dropped on 72 by Carey. And then Thakur was out LBW um, off Cummins, and then on the replay it showed he had a no ball. So, and there was you know, multiple chances, it, t- ordinary stuff. Um, positives for the Australian, though, um, Shabal, I thought Scott Boland looks made for this yeah. tour. Yeah, he, for he sure. He almost looks like the first bowler picked um, because yeah. Cummins can't keep his foot behind the line. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you, look at, <laughs> if you keep bowling, no balls, it's not going to matter. So, oh, he's got to sort that out. He's got to sort that out. But, yeah, I mean, when, when you know, people say yeah, they prefer Boland over Hazelwood, you know, for the Ashes to start off with, I'm not I'm not going to argue with them because um, of Hazelwood's lack of cricket. But how good Boland is and these conditions are tailor-made for him. He hits the mm. spot. I'd like to see, I'd like to see uh, England try basketball against him. That's for sure. Yeah, Ricky Ponting was saying something interesting on the coverage on Channel 7 here that um, he spotted Scott Boland in the nets working relentlessly on finding his length on English wickets and um, he didn't even have a batter in the nets. He he was just concentrating on what the length yeah. is on these wickets to hit the top of off stump because obviously slightly different to Australia where you get a bit more bounce. Um, yeah. And he really looks to be hitting a consistent length. I also thought, actually, good signs from Mitchell Stark swinging the ball into the right-hander at times. Uh, you know, he's been a little bit all over the place at times, but I still think there's actually really good signs there because when Stark's bringing the ball back to the right-hander, that's 100%. when he's holding well. 100%. And, you know, we need that for the Ashes, I think, because Stark brings so much quality um, that wicket-taking threat. You know, he can go for runs, but when you've got a well-rounded attack like Australia do, it's okay to have a bowler like Stark who can get you, you can get your wickets in, in spades. So, yeah, he's at his best when he's swinging the ball, Mitch, and, and um, I think he'll be in very important for the rest of this game, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I said, Ajinki Rahane, 89 not out, approaching a century. I mean, Shabba, what have you made of his resurgence? You've been watching him very closely during the IPL and then into yeah, his yeah. series. I mean, it is it is a lovely story. Australians saw him play so well in that series that India won here, that century at the MCG that, you know, really turned that series in some ways. And yeah. Again, this is a... Uh, match turning um, innings. Well, what have you seen from him? I since mean, the, the the IPL form was a shock to everyone. I think uh, mm. sort of Harsha Bogle put it perfectly. It's like it's it's a sort of resurgence that no one saw coming in terms of the T Twenty. Um, you know, he was striking at two hundred at one point for the tournament and finished at a strike rate of 170, where his career strike rate's 120. So he's clearly playing with more freedom. Uh, he's got a new lease of life. He's looked at this as a, a great opportunity to sort of finish off his career, the last maybe couple of years of his career on a high, and just go out there and give it his best. And I think um, 
is shown that in this innings. He's been, this is Rahane at his absolute best. You know, he's been considered one of India's great overseas players. This is this is why this is he's shown why in this test, and he did it at the MCG as well when India were rolled for thirty six in Adelaide. He came out and turned the series with the bat as well. Then so. It's great to see him do well because he's one of the nice guys at cricket and he's got past 5,000 now. So hopefully for our sake, it doesn't go on too much longer, but credit to him. He's a, he's a champion. Yeah, it's a great story. And uh, is yeah. 48 or 59, seven, seven fours, one six. Uh, yeah. Again, just played his usual aggressive self and really important because at that stage, Australia were well on top. Yeah, class act, uh, Jadeja and... Um, yeah, I think getting his wicket last night gave me a lot of hope coming into today because if they were four down and Jadeja still in today, I'd be a bit bit worried. But getting him last night and then the wicket straight away this morning, thought we're looking great, Minas. But yeah, it's it's been it's gone a bit pear shaped since the lunch break came at the right time for us. There's a bit of frustration there as well, but the, the lunch breaks come at the right time and hopefully we can step up the second session. Yes. Now, in our preview of this match, we sort of went through a rating system. And there, look, there is some feeling, Sharble, that I've got this sort of anti-McDonald Cummins agenda going after the way they sort of stab Langer <laughs> in the back. And and before the, the, the this match, I was, you know, yeah. looking at Australia's fielding and looking at Australia's sort of one percenters, those little things that n- normally we do right. And actually, yeah. those things haven't been happening for Australian cricket since um, Andrew McDonald took over. And you can say, um, oh, you know, I'm not saying everything he's done is bad, but, you know, I look at the T20 World Cup where they weren't prepared for that first game, had no thought about net mm. run right, completely uh, mm. shot the defence in the foot in the first game. I look at this tour, last tour of India where, for some reason, Travis said was dropped for the first yeah. test match. Yeah. Uh, they didn't even have Matt Kuhneman in the country when they played that match. Um, so... To me, Australia's actually not doing the one percenters right. Plus that um, McDonald doesn't seem to make these players train. So I think you can actually see that in the catching. <laughs> oh, gone in hard on them. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, not, well, there's I been some questionable calls. I agree with you. Yeah. You know, Go a lot on. of the time training's optional for the senior players now. Um, not all the time. Of course, um, they train and they, they work very hard. <laughs> Maybe the intensity's dropped off a bit since Langer left. And you know, I mean, look, you, yeah, Langer's Langer's a very intense guy. Langer's a very intense no guy. Two no balls, drop catches, poor selections. I mean, this is not the classical Australian team. Great we'll players, see. nonetheless. Yeah, look, if we win the World Test Championship final and then the Ashes, I think you know we'll be sitting here saying very different things. So, see what happens to, with the guys. I mean, they've been very good in this Test match so far. I will say that. Um, I mean, yeah, look, when you go back to the World Cup last year, that was an abomination. And um, I thought the guys, I thought the guys. Um, you think I've got a point, Sharp. I'm going to put you on this. Do you think I mean, look, I've yeah. got it? You might not have to be as intense for me, but do you think I've yeah. got a point that Australia's one percenters and the catching just hasn't qu- quite been there in the last year or so? I mean, look, we were one of the top teams in the championship cycle when it came to catching efficiency, weren't we? We were up around eighty percent thereabouts. Okay. I think it's been okay, and and, and sort of and sort of green has been very good in the gully and all that. That's so, true. yeah, I mean, look, this first session's been a shocker. So, I mean, look, Maybe there's, I'm just been, too there's been, after. yeah, I think so. I think so. I think there's been some <laughs> questionable decisions. I mean, the Travis had one in India for sure. I mean, they talked about his record in India, and I get it, but he deserved first crack. And then he came back and played brilliantly. So do you think um, Cummins is a good captain? Do you think he's a good captain? Because I think the thing is, he's a good, a good leader. Question. 
He's a good leader, yeah. but he's not a good captain. I think tactically there's there's some gaps there and um, there's some things to learn. I wouldn't write him off as a captain, uh, but there's definitely some things to learn and some gaps there. I thought he, he, I think sometimes he lets things drift too much. I don't know if you feel the same way, Menas. I think it happened in India at times as well, where Steve Smith was always on the t- on his toes and always looking to make things happen, but Cummins sort of let things drift. I think back to the, the Aksha Patel partnerships in that second test at Delhi. Mm. Steve Smith let things drift. Uh, sorry, Cummins let things drift a little bit. So similar in this sort of first session as well where, you know, no lion there for a little while and sort of everything was just drifting along and not so, sort of taking the game by the, the scruff of the neck there when you had India on the mat. One thing I said yesterday was the one thing I don't want to see from Australia is is to, to take the foot off the throat because – when India have had the foot on our throat the last five, six years, they've never let up, right? So yep. I want us to return the favour. I, I want they us to return be, the fa- – yeah, I want us to be, return the favour. They should be batting favor. again already. 100%. We should be 20 overs into our innings by now, honestly. And, you know, we've let them off the hook a little bit. I, I'd still say we're well on top. But with some rain forecast the last couple of days, you don't want to mess around too much um, and put yourself in a position where you're sort of rushing to try beat the rain and beat India to – to win the mace at the end of it. So, yeah, hopefully the second the, session the, will improve our mood. <laughs> with, the, with, with the Lion thing, I mean, you know, we were talk previewing the Ashes with Dan Norcross and he was saying that this Duke's ball has been getting a bit soft. So, you know, like, mm. Cummins thinking would have been let's wheel the fast bowlers through while the ball's hard. But I just reckon that's one-dimensional. You know, if you've got Judasia out there that. playing well, change the pace, bring on Lion. It doesn't matter Correct. if the, the ball's still hard. But also Rahana, you look at you know how much analysis and data is done. Rahana's had his problems in the past against offspin, and Nathan Lyon's given him trouble in the past too. So to not try him earlier was a bit confusing for me, particularly when the partnership's crossed 100 now. Even when the partnership crossed 50, 60, you could have tried Lyon at that point. I know there was some movement for the seamers, but you'll have a seamer right at the other end. That's the whole point of having Lyon in the side. He allows you to rotate your fast bowlers, and he can hold up an end for you and pick up wickets. So that was a bit strange. Mm. And I, I do, I do have a theoretical issue with generally fast bowlers with as captains because yeah, you know, it can work sometimes. And and this is not a, a blanket rule, but I I think mm. you know, too often the modern generation thinks, oh, I'm going to change reinvent the wheel. When actually, there's a reason you just let fast bowlers. Um, you know, concentrate on what they do when they're in the field. That was my and, concern when, and, you know, when, yeah, when pain. And is this diminishing Cummins' performance? Like two no-ball wickets. Would Cummins have done that if he didn't have the stress of captaincy? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's hypothetical, but it's just, you know, so. Um, difficult yeah. job. It's a difficult job to be a pace bowler. And it be Smith done, back. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I would have had Smith back when Payne was relinquished of the role, but um yeah, I mean, Cummins has done well to date. His record is good. But, yeah, I think the the, the Tour of India and now this this Tour of England, they're the two toughest, and we'll see how he goes. Mm, definitely. This is a big legacy piece for him. Mm. All right. So so that's that's our wrap for um, the lunch on day three from the World Test Championship. As I said, we'll just be recording as much as we can throughout this match. So, um, um, yeah, it was great that you could jump on Sharbald. Now tell me, where can the, the listeners find your work? Yeah, so you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Crick underscore blog. Uh, and then you can see my website there, crickblog.net, and also the Crick Blog podcast. So um, love to cover the game of cricket. And um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Thanks, Menace. 
Terrific stuff. And great news for Cricket Unfiltered fans. And Shabi, you'll have to come because you're in Sydney. We are doing our first ever live show celebrating 10, yeah. celebrating 10 years of the podcast in August. So um, October 14th, um, Jaleesa, Paul and I, in the room together for one night only because of HR issues between Jaleesa and Paul. So I've worked <laughs> through them. We've got the clearances for this performance. So our tickets are on sale now at the Factory Theatre. So you can just search Cricket Unfiltered Live in Google or the link is all in all the podcast um, episode notes. But buy tickets. It's a small theatre, so it's going to sell out quick. Don't want you to miss out. Uh, but but thanks, Sounds everybody. Great. Yeah, come along, Shabal. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, I should for Cricket Unfiltered, and we'll be back soon. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.